Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 18 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnella podiatrist and health business mentor. The title of today's podcast is How to Recruit Great Staff. So this is a two-part series, really. Um, one of the most common questions I see, um, especially when I start working with my coaching clients and they start to scale up, is how to recruit um, great staff. It's not as easy as it sounds. So what you must realize is that having staff is is not an easy thing to do. Um, having to main, attain a relationship with them and hold on to them because they're human beings and we're human beings and we can all be somewhat irrational. So there's two parts to having staff that I can see. The first is attracting or recruiting your staff. And the second part is to maintain or hold on to your staff. So today's podcast is about the former, how to attract or recruit staff. So you cannot scale your business. If you're listening to this um, this podcast, it's quite likely that you are interested in scaling your business and you cannot do so if it's just you. It's it's You can certainly have a well-paid job, but it isn't a true business because what happens if you get sick? What happens if you break your arm? Um, what happens when you go on holidays? Who looks after your clinic? Who treats your patients? Who makes you your income? To have a true business, and by business I mean something that can work without you, you need to have staff and you need to be able to trust them. And having great staff makes that an awful lot easier. So to, to scale your business into a true business that provides you profit whether you're there or not, you need to have a good quality recruitment system. Not just for podiatrists, but for your admin team, which um, can be argued, um, and I would strongly argue, maybe even more important than your podiatry um, team. Too often what happens is the owner of the clinic wants to abdicate um, the dealing with staff to someone else. So I had this very recently. Somebody came and contacted me, and they essentially wanted me to just handle it for them. Um, so... Because dealing with staff is hard work, as I said earlier. It's it's difficult, and it's not something we have a whole lot of training with. They want to abdicate recruitment. And if you want to abdicate recruitment where you just pass it over to a recruitment firm and they provide you with a perfect person, you are um, deceiving yourself. And then what happens is they like to abdicate the actual job itself. Often this is seen by having someone who's an associate on a high percentage. So to a degree, they're self-employed. So the owner of the clinic feels well, I have a business because I have somebody else working for me, but they have little or no uh, way of controlling how that associate works because that associate is an independent entity. This becomes difficult when you want to make alterations to your business uh, going forward as the associate will not see this aligned with their goals or their interests. So there's a few things steps you need to do um, when it comes to recruiting your staff 
So the first thing you need to do is you need to sit down and you need to have a think about who is it you want to work for you? What are the tasks that you want them to do? So start there. Start at the tasks that you'll need them to do. Then you start to consider what are the uh, characteristics or the uh, skills that they need to have to do those tasks. Do you need to train them in on those skills or is it imperative that they have them before they start? Um, I quite like to get a blank slate so that I can get that staff member to do things my way um, with less pushback. So firstly, who do I want and what is it I'm going to want them to do? Um, and it's surprising that in a lot of cases, people have not thought this out there. For example, when it comes to maybe getting a podiatrist, they just want a podiatrist, but they haven't actually thought, what is it they need that podiatrist to do? And I don't just mean taking out corns or providing orthotics. They need more than that. Um, you'll find a lot of on this in my um, chapter in my book um, on staffing. But if you haven't worked that out first, who you want, how are you ever going to be able to attract the right person if you haven't if you don't know who exactly you want when you see them. Secondly, once you've kind of figured out who it is you want, then you need to have a think, what is it that that person, that staff member is going to want from a job? Because if you don't know what they want from a job, you won't be able to attract them by offering them that. So often what happens is we'll see an ad and the ad will say, podiatrist wanted um, in a progressive clinic, um uh and usually it's it's the attraction is the 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 wages and so forth but but quite commonly in research shows that it's not actually money that drives people in the long term and if all you're going to do is to attract them with money well then i would question are you actually attracting the right type of person because there'll never be enough for them so have a think what is it that people want out of a job when they come to work for you and then your role is to uh, work at how can I deliver that for them so I attract that type of person. If you simply offer a higher wage, then you're only going to attract the kind of person who's only interested in money. And I, for one, don't want people like that working for me. Then once you know what job you want and you um, what person you want to do that job what role they have to do what the tasks they have to be able to do what skills they'll need to know and you know what is it that somebody who's going to get that job is going to want well then you need to figure out well where are those people hanging out are they on facebook are they um still in college in university um are they reading a certain magazine every month um are they on instagram LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever, because once you know who you want and what you want from them and you want and you know what it is they want out of your job, well, then if you know where they're hanging out, you'll be able to design a message, market to them, essentially, uh, the parameters and an attractive job offer right in front of them. It's no good putting this in to uh, a newspaper or a magazine that your prospective um, person that you're looking to attract isn't there. So you have to figure out where they're hanging out. So once you have these three parts, which is essential in any marketing, then you're going to have to market to them. So you're going to need to write your message in such a way 
that it attracts them. So you're using the knowledge you have of what it is they're looking for in their job to attract the kind of person that you want. Then you're going to, through that process, get some candidates putting their hand up and say, yes, I'm interested in that position. Now, once you've got sufficient people um, putting their hand up and and they're the type of people that you want, then you need to have an interview process. Now, what often happens uh, with clients that I started work with is their interview process is they maybe look up on Google the night before what interview questions should they ask. And that's not really going to give you the information that you need. What you should be doing is developing questions that will show one way or the other, does this person have the skills and the uh, mindset um, that you are looking for from the the first step, i.e., who is it you want? So your questions need to be designed in such a way to ask that. Um, once you've done this and you've gone through all of the people and you've asked the questions, now a tip for you I'd give you here is don't do it on your own. What you'll tend to find when you're a business owner is you usually take the first person that comes along because you're in a rush to fill the position. You're better off to have maybe another member of the team, maybe another member of the front desk or so forth, sit in with you and ask every second question because they will give you um, a second perspective. You can't have have too many perspectives on each candidate. But ultimately, it's your decision how you do so. So once you finish the interviews, you need to come up with your selection process. And if your questions have been developed properly using the information that you were looking for on the first step, this actually will become quite easy as it's pretty obvious who it is is the best candidate. Now, you might be in a lucky position that you've got maybe two candidates that are both equally um, suitable. And when that happens, what you might do is give scoring perhaps out of 10 for the top traits that you're looking for. Um, that combined with a conversation with whoever was sitting in, sitting in on your interview process with you makes it easy for you to make the decision. Now, once you've decided who it is you want, you um, my tip to you is not to tell everybody else that they don't want the job because the person you go after might decide, actually, I don't want that job. It's not unusual for people to come for interviews without actually wanting the job to begin with, tire kickers per se. Don't take this personally. This is just part of the process that happens these days. Also, what you have to remember, especially when it comes to podiatrists themselves rather than the front desk, is there are a um, scarcity of podiatrists across the world. So they'll often have maybe more than one job offer and they might have just been getting some practice coming to see you or just checking you out. But really, they wanted a job somewhere else. But once you know who you want, you'll go after your first candidate and you'll make them an offer. Now, remember what I said, it isn't just about money. It needs to be about what it is they want out of work. So maybe they want to have mentorship. Maybe they want to have CPD. Maybe they want to have certain hours that they work so that they can have a better quality of life. These are all things that you should consider when you're offering the job other than just money. And these are the things that will help you attract the right person um, once you've interviewed and, and selected who it want who it is you want so what i would what i'm trying to say really is don't just assume it's all down to money there are other things that people want in work and that you have those within your remit to deliver to them or not depending on how much you want that person 
give your first candidate a certain amount of time to pick the, to decide whether they want their job or not. And if they decide they don't, then move on to your second candidate and so forth. Uh, and again, don't take it personally if they say no. This is why you will not tell um, your second, third, fourth candidates and so forth that they haven't got the job until the first candidate has agreed to take that job because you may need them as a fallback. Indeed, if you feel that you're scaling quickly and you will need another uh, member of staff after a number of months or so, it is not a bad idea to let them know that that is your intention and that you'd like to keep uh, in contact with them and take them on board over a certain period of time. They may be in a job that they're not actually happy in and they're quite happy to wait a number of months three, six months, whatever, to come on board in your clinic if you frame the offer attractively enough. So at this point, you figured out who it is you want to work for you. You figured out what they want from the job. You figured out where they are to be found and you've developed a marketing uh, plan to attract them into the interview process. You've done your interview process, getting some help from someone else um, with some uh, appropriate interview questions. You've gone through your selection process and they've accepted the job. Now, what you need to have now is you need to make sure that you have um, an onboarding and a retention system. Now, I will go through this on our um, on the next podcast that I'll do next week. But the onboarding system should be something you think out in advance. What you don't want to do is have them just turn up and then you kind of go, oh, yeah, I suppose this is what I want you to do. You don't want to throw them in the deep end. I've made that, those mistakes where I've brought people in and I've tried to train them in two or three hours and then thrown them in the deep end. It's been a complete disaster. Your How you present the clinic to them on their first few days, first few weeks, will make a massive difference to how long you retain them and how successful they're going to be. And if this does not work out well, well, ultimately, it's your fault as the owner of the clinic. So... Recruiting the staff is really just the first step. Retaining the staff long term and keeping the relationship between you and them positive so that they deliver the goal that you're looking for is probably a harder process long term. And it's something we'll discuss next week. So if over the next few weeks or months you're considering taking on more staff, don't do the normal thing, which is just to cheer up the generic ad uh, podiatrist uh, with X number of months experience um, needed and pay them whatever the, the HSC or NHS band equivalent is. This is not going to give you the best quality staff. Think about it in a bit more detail. You're going to have to um, provide an attractive job offer, market it in such a way to attract that kind of person, that premier staff member, and that little bit of thought that you place, that you do at the start, will um, pay benefits to you long term. And if you do the system once, you can reuse the system over and over again when you're um, taking on all different types of staff members going forward. So until next week, this is Lorcan O'Donnell, Podiatry Business Mentor, signing off.